Have you ever thought of what Jesus went through when he died on the um, when he was on the cross and those three days? Have you ever thought about that? I just want to just walk through the word and I want to dedicate this to people that have been hurt, that have been abused sexually or physically, mentally abused, just any kind of hurt that people experience. I just want to dedicate this lesson walking through the word and just imagine and and just going through the word and seeing just what happened during that time and just knowing that Jesus primary purpose in coming to earth was to destroy the devil's work he was willing to use whatever means it took to do that in John 10, 4, it said, when he put it forth his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. I want you to see. I want you to see. which is poverty, sickness, spiritual death for you and for me. How he became sin and suffered in our place, in your place. One of the most awesome truths of the Bible. In the garden, Jesus said, My soul is exceedingly, exceeding sorrowful unto death. Mark eleven thirty four. Here you realize there is something in Jesus' mind other than physical death. He certainly was not afraid to die physically. He was suffering the thoughts of the separation from his father that he knew was soon to come. He was about to take what should have been coming to mankind, what should have been coming to us. And this would separate him from his father. This was the part that was so horrible, the separation from God. He was to become sin. You hear me? He was to become sin itself. Think about the most horrible sin that you can think of. And that's what Jesus became on the cross. He wrestled with it until blood came through his pores and dropped on the ground. And he taken with him Peter and James and John and began to be sore amazed and to be very heavy and said unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Tarry ye here and watch. 
And he went forth a little and went on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not that I will, but thou, but what thou will. And he cometh and findeth them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Couldst not thou watch one hour? Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. And again, he went away and he prayed and he spake the same words. And when he returned, he found them sleep again. For their eyes were heavy, neither wist they what to answer him. And he cometh the third time and said unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. It is enough. The hour is come. Behold, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. That's out of Mark 14, 33-41. There was no way Satan could hold, could get a hold on Jesus. There was no sin in him. Satan could not lay any kind of claim to him. The blood of God flowed in his veins. Jesus was a union of the word of God and human flesh. John 12, 31 says, when the time came for Jesus to be betrayed, he said, now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. The Greek word for judgment is Chris, is Chriscus, is K-R-I-S-I-S, meaning turning point. The English word closest to meaning is crisis. So Jesus was saying, now the crisis or turning point has come and I'm going to cast the prince of this world out. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. John 18, 36. Jesus knew he was on his way to the cross. As he said, Satan cometh, but he has nothing in me and no man take my life. I lay it down of myself. Hear the prophetic words of Pilate. I found no cause of death in him. In Luke 23, 22. I am sure Pilate did not understand the twofold meaning of this prophetic utterance. Jesus had to be without spot. There could be no sacrifice offered that was blemished or had any cause of death in it. The satanic forces were rejoicing that Jesus had been delivered up. After a mock trial, the Son of God was sentenced illegally and crucified. Jesus had given himself up to the Father's plan. He was nailed to the cross as he hung there, suspended between heaven and earth. Darkness covered the land for three hours. 
three hours. In Isaiah 53, 1 through 5, it says, Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a ground, dry ground, he had no form nor commonness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we esteemed him not. Surely he has bored our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did steam him stricken, spent of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed that was isaiah 53 verses 1 through 5 the hebrew translation grief means sickness the hebrew says he bore our sickness and carried our pains in the Amplified Bible, verse 5 reads, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needed for to attain peace and well-being for us was up on him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made hold. I want you to notice verse 5. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The word bruised in the very same word that is translated stripes. Found later in the verse. When there are two words were translated. One was translated uh, uh, bru bruised. And the other stripes. This was done in order to keep from repeating. Here in the key to understand healing in the atonement. The bruises that were placed upon Jesus to deliver you and deliver me from our sins and iniquities are the same bruises that took care of our sickness and diseases. There weren't bruises for one and stripes for the other. There were the same bruises and you can't separate them. Today, some people say you can be saved and have your sins forgiven, but God doesn't heal anymore. And you know that's not true. But wait a minute. The same bruises that set, uh, set us free from our iniquities also healed us. And brought deliverance to our bodies. So let's read it this way. He was bruised for our iniquities. The, chest, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his bruises we are 
healed. We are healed with the same bruises. Now let's read it in the Amplified Bible. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to attain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with his with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. We can also say with the bruises that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. The bruises that took our iniquities away are the same bruises that heal our body. As far as God is concerned, it was all done at the same time nearly 2,000 years ago. In Isaiah 53 and 9, we find these awesome words. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. The Hebrew word for death is cruel. Not one death, but two. He made his grave with the wicked in his deaths. For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Second Corinthians 5.21 No, Jesus did not become a sinner. He became sin. He took our sins upon himself and bore those sins away. Hebrews 9.12 tells us, By his own blood, he, Jesus, entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Jesus became sin that we might be righteous that we would no more be separated from God. Hallelujah. That we might have eternal redemption. The spirit of man are eternal. The spirit is eternal. There was something eternal at stake when mankind was spiritually dead. You must realize that for Jesus to go before us and prepare the way, he had to redeem man from spiritual death. There was only one way to do this. He had to suffer the penalty of sin. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. But Jesus did not sin. Jesus was holy. He went before us to receive that which we were about to receive. That which was due us. Jesus did not sin, but he received sin. There is a difference. Jesus did not sin. He was holy. He went before us and received that which we should have suffered. He became sin so that we could receive eternal redemption. Isn't that wonderful? Awesome. Thank you, Father. Now you can understand why he sweat drops of blood in the garden. As he hung suspended between heaven 
and earth on the cross. He released himself. No man take my life. I lay it down of myself. Jesus opened himself and received death. The Holy One of God, the Son of God, became our substitute. Most of the church has never seen what Jesus suffered in, in order to bring life to the lost. Mark 15, 34. In at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? There was no help from God who choose not to look upon Jesus as he cried out. Jesus could have called more than 12 angels, legion of angels, but he didn't. Instead, he became the sin offering. Then he became a cursed. He became a curse. The trap was set for Satan to move in on Jesus. No doubt Satan thought, hmm, <laughs> We must, he must sin as men cursed him, slapped him, crowned his head with thorns and slashed his back until it became as a piece of raw meat. Satan thought he has surely sinned now. No, Jesus never sinned at any time, but he was about to become sin for us. Isaiah prophesied Jesus' death in Isaiah 52, 13, and 14. The prophet saw events which prompted him to say, Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. As many were astonished at thee, he vengeance was so marked more than any man. And his form more than the sons of men. Isaiah saw it through spiritual revelation. He wasn't there when it happened. Not even people standing around the cross could see all of Jesus' suffering. It was dark. For three hours, Jesus' body was drawn in every contortion of pain that disease and sickness could cause. There was no light. They did not bring their lanterns in the middle of the day. I am convinced every diabolical disease known to man ravaged Jesus' body as he hung on the cross. I believe this was one reason it was dark for three hours. Men could not have stood to look upon humanity in such suffering. He had to suffer the full curse. Can you, can you get the awful death that Jesus suffered for us? He became sin. He became a curse. It was beyond human conception, the things Jesus suffered on the cross. Jesus never suffered sickness on earth until he received every disease that affected mankind as he hung on the cross. Isaiah said his, his countenance was marred beyond human imagination. Worse than any man, 
Imagine the most twisted, torn, pain-filled man you have ever seen. Jesus worse than that. Isaiah 53, 10. Yet it pleases the Lord to abuse him. He had put him to grief, although he had done no violence. Neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet he was the will of the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief and made him sick. Jesus made, God made Jesus sick. Why? It was because the chastisement of our punishment needful to obtain peace and well-being for you and me was upon Jesus. He suffered sickness and punishment so we would not have to. When did she, when did God make Jesus sick? When he made Jesus an offering for sin. Himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. Matthew 8:17. He received every diabolical disease known to man. Every disease known to man was placed upon Jesus for us. For us. So that we wouldn't have to be sick. Isaiah 53 53, 10, and 12. Yet it pleases the Lord to, to bruise him. He had put him to grief when that thou made his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, will I divide him a portion with the great and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. He's calling us strong. <laughs> He was divided the spoil for us. The Bible says the spoil, principalities and powers. He made a show open. He made a show of them openly. Because he had poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. And he buried the sin of many. And many intersections for the transgressors. Yes, thank God. He made intercession for us. Let's cap just a little in Isaiah 53, 4. It reads, surely he has bored our griefs and carried our sorrows. It literally means, read, surely he has bored our sicknesses and carried our pain. Jesus of Nazareth did that for us. We, he suffered every disease and sickness known to mankind. He bore both sickness and grief for us. We need to know this and act on this. 
The devil has been putting it on people all these years. He's been giving people flu and other all kinds of sicknesses and coronavirus. And he has conned Christians into believing it's been God teaching them something. But that's not true. Jesus bored our sickness so that we wouldn't have to be sick. He bored our diseases so that we don't have to get a revelation of that. This doesn't mean we'll never have diseases just because we read and hear or have the knowledge that Jesus bored them for us. If you don't act upon what you know, you'll just go around, go ahead and be sick. Every individual must exercise his authority and apply himself to the word of God. Let me say that again. Every individual must exercise his authority and apply himself to the word of God. Just knowing or hearing about what Jesus freed you from is not enough. You have to walk in God's word and apply it to your life. Jesus Christ of Nazareth died for us. He died two deaths. They are physical and spiritual. He opened himself up and received sin. God made Jesus to be sin. No, he didn't just pay the penalty of sin. He literally became sin. Get that. He opened himself by his words. Before he died, he said, Father, unto thy hands I command my spirit. In Luke 23, 46. It was the spiritual part, the human spirit of Jesus, which bore that sin away into an uninhabitable place. Jesus went to hell. He suffered hell for us so that we won't have to. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Isaiah 53, 9. The word from for death, there is plural. Two, not one death, but first, the sin offering was made. The sin offering came first. Jesus, holy, sinless, and perfect was the sin offering. Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh God. The psalmist David in verse 22 1 in that he tapped into what what was what happened through prophecy hundreds of years even before Jesus died for humanity. In verse in in uh Psalm 22 1 it said, "My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me?" Why has thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Not many people have seen this. Some deny it, but that doesn't make it any less true. This is no doubt that these are the words of Jesus. And I am a worm. It's still in, in uh, t- Psalms 22. And no man I reproach of men and despise of the people. All that, all they that see me laugh 
me to scorn. They shoot off the lip. They shake the head, saying he trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. They grasped upon me with their mouths as a raven and a roaring lamb. I was poured out like water and my bones are out of joint. No doubt arthritis and swollen, swollen every joint of his body until every bone was out of joint. Mm. Jesus was receiving the chastisement for our peace. It was upon him. The physical punishment needed to satisfy divine justice to bring peace and well-being to us was placed upon Jesus and he bore it all for us. Jesus suffered so that we might be healed and walk free from the curse. Jesus suffered. Wow. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potted, and my tongue clean to my jaws. And thou hast brought me unto the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierce my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones. In Hebrew, I can see all my bones. They look and stare upon me. I'm still in Psalms 22. He is saying, I can see all my bones. The bones were protruding outward, pushing the flesh out. His bones were out of joint. No witness verified this in the New Testament since darkness covered the earth for three hours. Our revelation of God through prophecy brought it forth. They parted my garment among them and cast lots upon my vesture. I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. And they that be fat upon the earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him and none shall keep alive his own soul. A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. They shall come and they shall declare his righteousness upon a people that shall be born. That he has done this. The literal translation is that it is finished. As Jesus hung on the cross, he said, it is finished. John 1930. Many Bible scholars believe Jesus quoted the whole 22nd Psalm as I as he hung on the cross. When he said it is finished, he didn't mean God's plan of redemption was finished. He was saying that the last sacrifice to be offered under the old covenant was finished. The law was fulfilled. There will never be another sacrifice accepted by God. Works or good deeds won't be received. Jesus was the only sacrifice for redemption. 
Isaiah prophesied. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. In Isaiah 53, 9, men has looked at this scripture, thought religious eyeglasses and said, Jesus, yes, Jesus was bruised in the tomb of the rich man. But that's not what Isaiah said. Jesus made the decision to make his grave with the wicked in his death. He hung on the cross with the wicked, then went to hell. In that day, when lost people died, they went to abode of the wicked dead. After the atonement of sin, sin offering was made. Jesus was made to be sin and went to the place of the wicked dead. He made his grave in hell with the wicked and rich in his deaths. The rich man in the 16th chapter of Luke. In that day, the abode of the righteous was in a separate compartment across from the wicked dead. In the 16th chapter of Luke, we find that the beggar was in Abraham's bosom. The rich man in hell could look over and see him, but there was a great gulf fixed between the two and he could not pass over. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, Luke 16, 23. That really means that the place of departed spirits of the wicked dead, these were in torment. Jesus made his grave there. Nobody made him go. He went by choice to receive the wages of sin for our behalf. If there is any part of hell Jesus did not suffer, we would have to suffer it. But thank God, Jesus suffered all for us. In the place of the wicked dead, all the demons of hell and Satan rejoice over the prize. The cardinal in the card caught in the halls of hell were filled with char. We've done it. We captured the Son of God, they thought. <laughs> we no longer be in the pit of this damned. The earth and all that is therein is ours. Forever it will be ours. Rejoicing in hell had never been so great as it was that day, but it was short-lived. Jesus stayed in hell long enough to satisfy justice. Then he was raised for our justification. When Jesus was in the pit of hell, in the terrible torment, no doubt the devil and all his cohorts gathered around to see of God's son. But in the, in the halls of hell, there came a great voice from heaven. Turn him loose. He's there illegal and all of hell became paralyzed. I imagine a footstep of Jesus were heard echoing through these halls, shut the gates and the evil one cried, don't let him out of or he will ascend to the throne. But Jesus, the son of God, arose, born again of the spirit of God. He walked over to Satan and stripped him the keys of death, hell and the grave and tore the gates off their hinges. Then he 
across the gulf to the place of the righteous dead and preached to them, saying, There is no need for you to stay here. Your resurrection has come. Hallelujah. He held captivity captive. He led captivity captive. Some of those righteous dead were seen in the streets of Jerusalem. Don't you know that jerked the slack out of those Sadducees? They had said that there was no resurrection on the of the dead. So, so that's why they're called sad, you see, because they didn't believe in resurrection. But it was hard to, uh, to it was hard on their doctrine that they saw their uncle Jack or uncle Jim walking down the street when, when he had died over 29 years ago, Paul said in Colossians two fifteen, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. The word spoil literally means stripping off or unclothed. Satan doesn't have a Thing to where his authority is gone. Hear me? Satan's authority is gone. It has been stripped. And he does not have any authority. The Apostle Paul said there is no power but of God. The power that be are ordained by God. In Romans 13 and 1, the reason that evil one had no power is because Jesus stripped them. They no longer have any authority in the earth unless we give them our authority. You hear that? That they no longer have any authority in the earth unless we give him our authority. Unless we give the enemy our authority. Allow me to paraphrase what Isaiah the prophet said. They will look unto Satan in the millennium and say, You mean that is the thing that deceived the world? That little thing? You mean I let that run over me? The judgment of this world has already come. The crisis is past. The prince of this world has been cast out. He does not have authority. He does not have authority. When I think about what we just went over, I can't help but just love God and praise Him for what He's done, all that He went through for us. I don't have any rights to Benita Jones' song, I Love You, but that's what I thought of. Love. Because he first loved us, I love him. I give him my heart. I give him my mind. 
my soul. It belongs to you. You paid the price. Oh, yes, you did it, God. A great price for me. That's why I love you. And I praise you. And I lift you up. Oh God. I hope this has been a blessing to you. And that you see. What Jesus had to go for us. What he had to go through for us. What sin. What it did in this earth. It wasn't anything lightly. That Jesus went through. Or he had to do. The hardest part is for Jesus to be separated from his father. And I hope it's hard for you that you take time and spend time in the presence of God. And just love on him and just worship him. I hope this has given you revelation of the price that was paid for our freedom. That's Hmm. I love you, Lord. I praise you. And I lift you up. I will never forget what God has done for me. Not only for me, but for the whole world. Oh, God. I praise you, God. I hope you are praising him. You're worshiping God. I hope this has touched you as it has touched me. I hope you don't take it lightly. The price that was paid. And it was paid once and for all for our sins. Past, present, future sins have been done away with because of Jesus. He did it once. He's not going to do it again. You be blessed. Share this with someone. Share it. With family, friends, those that don't know God, share it with them. Let them know the sacrifice has been made. The place, the way has been paid. All we have to do is believe that we, Jesus, that God has been sent. He died. He hung. He bled. He went to hell for us. And he rose again to make sure that we get everything that he died for us. Have a blessed and wonderful day. God is so good. My heart is filled with praise. Yes, Lord. Don't carry sickness and disease any longer. Just receive what Jesus has done. He done it for us. Doesn't mean that we won't have sickness that come up on our body or disease. But you tell that sickness it has to go because Jesus has already paid the price. Don't you be feeling guilty that if you sin that you don't have, you don't, God is mad at you. All he wants you to do is come back. Get back up. Wipe yourself off. Lord, I'm sorry. And go on in the name of Jesus. And be the person that Jesus has called you to be. That's a strong person. He's got a work for you to do. And he will do it through you. You just make yourself available. 
In Jesus' name, I pray over you. I pray that revelation knowledge would run freely and that you will receive everything that has been done for you. In Jesus' name, you be blessed.